love is letting go. Today, I am not here to speak on the metaphysical meaning of love. Not really. Not really. It doesn't talk about it. We're going to it a little bit. We already know that love is one of our powers. Right, we know that. It is a consciousness of, of divine being. Love is an unlimited, borderless state of being that does not depend on personality, emotion, or circumstance. You know what I recognize about love in my humble, very humble human eyes is that it appears easier to tap into that consciousness when it is directed towards someone else or something else. So today, I will share how to create that space in my human experience of love to make the consciousness of love a tangible gift that we can give to ourselves. Which means that yes, I'm going to be taking love consciousness and breaking it down into something relatable of feelings. Yes, feelings. And are we reducing the grand design of consciousness into a bunch of feelings? Yes. I know. No, no, because all consciousness is a is an infinite state of being, and therefore it will not be reduced to expansion. And yes, because to deepen our understanding of anything, it is much easier to start one building block at a time to mentally and emotionally acclimate to the larger experience of love. So as a result, love goes from being something that we just know we have or we have to believe in to something that is more tangible, that we can feel within our bodies and that we can express and live and be. Yes. Raymond Charles Barker wrote, uh, No one can love you until you love yourself, and you cannot love anyone else until you love yourself. Do you agree with this statement? Do you agree with that? Love has always been about others. It really has always been about others. 
ministers in the Bible, the Good Samaritan, Jesus feeding the thousands, Jesus being crucified. I tell you, that stuff has added to that for me. In my layman passed down for generations understanding, I learned that love means it's okay to be the punching bag or the sacrificial lamb or be the doormat. I must be the one always ready to give ready to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. You know that, the golden rule, right? You know it. But you know what? Notice how the golden rule says absolutely nothing about loving ourselves enough to, to even know how we want to be treated by others. We are so busy loving others, we don't even give ourselves a second thought, right? Women or parents on the whole can relate. Oh, yes, they can relate. I'm sure we can relate. I'm a parent. <laughs> we are the back burner. We are the back burner of our lives. Chronic and unattended to, and most of us don't even know where to begin when we are faced with the idea of self-love. We feel depleted. And even though, listen, our love tank doesn't actually have a limit. It cannot be depleted. You know how I know that? Because it is not possible to run out of love consciousness. It's just not. It's not possible. The feeling of depletion, however, is a beacon. It's a beacon to our guiding system that tells us we are completely out of alignment with ourselves and totally not living in integrity with our loving spirit. It is a measure of rejection. That's what that feeling of depletion is. It's a measure of rejection of ourselves. The more we feel depleted, the more we have rejected or neglected ourselves. It's the strange thing is, even when we say we are depleted, we somehow still can find room and time in our hearts for others. So now the question is like, how do we direct that unlimited love to that abundant love towards ourselves in a way that is tangible and wholesome? And I started exploring what loving myself means. What's that mean? You know, what does it mean to love yourself? And I decided that rather than doing more or fighting to squeeze time in my busy schedule, rather than doing all of that for spa days or other temporary pacifiers or distractions, wholesome love was instead about making room. Making room by letting go. And I would absolutely love it if you would sing out left world. This no longer serves me. I let go. This no longer feeds me. I let go. This now reminds me. I let go. This no longer serves me. I let go. I let go. I'm 
Directing love inwardly does not mean that we neglect everyone else. It just means that we get to add ourselves to our darkness. It's those who mistakenly see us as the sole providing source of their love tank, or felt entitled or gained unfairly from our own self-deprecation, that will be hurt. It's the break. If we release those people that, you know, like, let go of the fear of making other people unhappy, we're going to make people unhappy. I'm sorry, but there's just no possible way that you can make everyone happy. This is not possible. So releasing that fear also releases the resentment that is inevitable when we chronically neglect ourselves. Love directed inwardly requires the courage to say, yes, no, I don't feel that right now. Not right now for me. Thank you, but no. Or yes, I want to. Letting involve the fear of making others unhappy sends a direct message that we too are also a priority in our lives. Love is also letting go of judgment and self-sacrifice. We are the biggest judges in our lives. We devalue ourselves. We look down on ourselves. We speak negatively. We say things like, oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Why do something so stupid? God, we look ourselves in the mirror and call ourselves stupid. Fat, ugly, whatever it is. Stupid, crooked, whatever. We do it to ourselves before others even have the chance. We are the biggest bullies and abusers of ourselves. I remember a verse I read somewhere about marriage, and it said, Our partners don't see us as too fat or too thin or too lovely or too imperfect, whatever. So stop trying to convince them. <laughs> I think we need to apply that to ourselves, too. Self-sacrifice is great for everyone else, except for the person sacrificing themselves. Oh, yes. You see, sometimes we get addicted, we get so addicted to the illusion of significance that self-sacrifice brings that we don't even realize that the addiction is killing us. Self-sacrifice teaches others that we are not worthy of their love because we are willing to hurt ourselves to prove to them that they are actually the ones that are more important and more worthy. We need to replace the abuse of judgment and self-sacrifice with gratitude. Acknowledging what we have, who we are, what we do. There must be something. There must be something that that you've done well this week. What have you done well this week? Did you did you pay your mortgage or your rent? God, who cares if it was on time? Did you pay it? All right. Did you get a guaranteed meal? Did you make it right here? Huh? In the sanctuary? Yes. Or on whatever we're watching from, you know? Yes. Did you speak up about something? Did you have, you know how, maybe it's just I have one bed to sleep on. Did you call a friend? You know, the one common denominator that is in our lives is us. Us. That's right. So, I'm 
I ask that you let my words be yours. Love is patient. I vow to be patient with myself when I fall short of my own expectations or the expectations of others. Love is kind and does not belong to evil. Let go of self-appreciating, self-deprecating behavior, and I vow to be tender with my own heart. I let go of the need to prove my worth. Instead, I accept. I accept that I am worthy of my own love. Love does not dishonor others or is self-seeking. I'll let go of self-sacrifice and the addiction to significance in the eyes of others. I vow to give myself the same loving attention that I express with others. Love is not easily angered and does not keep record of wrongs. I let go of self-directed anger I resent me towards myself and others when I neglect myself. I vow to include myself in my lovers. Love rejoices in truth, trusts, and hopes. I let go of the lies I tell myself that make me doubt my own divinely loving nature. I rejoice in the truth that I am an expression of the love of God. Love perseveres. Love is a safe state of being. Love is a safe place to be. Love will never, love will never ever fail you.
can I speak now for you? Thank you. 
Namaste. 